Well, hello there, and welcome to Facts and Figures City Watch on the air. We are talking today with a lady that we had a chance to speak with last year, Carmen J. Cole of Ponsonetti, and she is a lawyer, and her expertise has to do with uh, the area of law covering independent contractors versus employees, uh, something that we did manage to talk about uh, last year, but has been recently uh, returned to us in the form of uh, AB5, which is a new assembly bill that has just come out with regard to this. Uh, Carmen Cole, thank you so much for being with us on City Watch on the Air. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be back. One of the things that we talked about last year was how the laws regarding independent contractor versus employee have been changed. And uh, I think in your opinion, probably uh, uh, pretty much irrevocably. Uh, Am I correct about that? You're correct about that. Um, It really was the, the, the dynamics decision that came down from the California Supreme Court last year was really a game changer for California businesses in terms of um, workers that they could properly uh, classify as independent contractors versus employees. One of the things, though, that I think is important to remember under the uh, dynamics analysis and also Assembly Bill 5, which recently was, was passed, is that this rule or this limited scope of what will be an independent contractor versus an employee under California law for purposes of the Dynamics analysis is really limited to those types of claims under wage orders. So the prior test that we had for independent contractors under a case called Borello is still going to be the law for things like claims for unemployment insurance or um, for determining if someone is an employee for purposes of uh, a discrimination lawsuit or uh, a retaliation lawsuit. But for wage-ordered claims, things like overtime, um, failure to pay for um, meal and rest breaks, anything that's related to strictly wage order or, or, or labor code claims, that's where the independent contractor status uh, and the analysis has changed. So it's really important to remember that. We'll talk about that uh, differentiations uh, right after uh, these messages. So we'll be right back. City Watch on the Air, heard locally and worldwide on iHeartRadio.com, takes you through the ins and outs of business, exactly what your business needs to showcase your product or service. And we can do it for as little as $10 a week. If you don't believe me, text PROVE IT to 310-291-2790. That's PROVE IT to 310-291-2790. We are back with Carmen J. Cole of Ponsonetti, and what we're doing is talking about the new law uh, that's covered by AB5, uh, with regard to independent contractors versus employees and some of the changes that have already taken place. And Carmen, before we get back to what we were talking about, let's talk about some of the people that might be affected by this. Uh, we're talking primarily about, say, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, uh, you know, newspaper distributors, you know, taxi cab drivers, I guess, uh, uh, travel agents, caterers, people who are used to sort of getting up and going when the need arises are going to be vastly affected by this, aren't they? They certainly are. Um, This is not a 
uh, while the law is a game changer, it's not necessarily a game changer for every industry. I think you hit on some very important points, which is that the this is mostly going to impact folks who have a lot of flexibility. Um, you hear about people with side hustles a lot. Those are your folks working in the gig economy. If they get their instructions or they basically manage their work through an app, those are the individuals who are going to be most affected by this. Now, is this a situation where people are, as has been mentioned in the news, uh, being adversely affected by not being, quote-unquote, salaried individuals, not being hourly individuals, people who will kind of punch a time clock and are told what to do and where to do it and how long to do it and things like that, as opposed to people like, as I mentioned, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, people who are responding, as you say, to an app or who are responding to the fact that they got up this morning and they're going to work X X hours a day because that's what they feel is necessary for them to work, as opposed to being told to work X hours a day. These are people who are probably not going to be happy with any of this, are they? They're not. And that is the rub. The policy the reason behind the law and the reason why Assembly Bill 5 is important for some workers is because some workers are, as the author of the bill says, are being taken advantage of, right? They're being, they're working, um, doing the same work that regular employees would do without many of the benefits that a standard employee would have, such as health care subsidies, um, unemployment insurance, uh, paid parental leave, overtime pay, all of those things um, that are part and parcel of being a regular employee. On the other hand, there's a whole other uh, group of workers in California who like that flexibility, who really don't care about getting any of the benefits of being an, an employee, like all of the benefits I just discussed. There are those people who might be you know, a driver for a, a, a rideshare app or um, a, a shopper or a delivery driver for some sort of um, app to really enjoy the freedom and the flexibility of being able to do what they want to do, when they want to do it, how much or how little they do it. And those are the folks, the vast majority of which, are going to be very unhappy if this law passes. Um, and one of the reasons why is because they wouldn't be included in some of the several exemptions that AB5 actually has um, raised if this goes forward. There are exemptions that will apply, but those working in the gig economy would not um, be excluded from the law. So mm-hmm. it really affects their ability to have some control over their destiny as a worker. All right. Now, what I want to do is cover a couple of things uh, in the closing minutes here, and I'm going to have to do that after this break. It's getting away from us, folks. I really wanted to have much more time to speak with uh, this lady on this, but Things are getting away with me, so we'll be right back after this. CityWatch on the Air, heard locally and worldwide on iHeartRadio.com, takes you through the ins and outs of business, exactly what your business needs to showcase your product or service. And we can do it for as little as $10 a week. If you don't believe me, text Prove It to 310-291-2790. That's Prove It to 310-291-2790. Two seven nine zero. Okay, we are back, and I'm hopefully going to grab as much of this time as I can. Let's talk first about the, the ABC test, um, Ms. Cole, about this. Uh, the first part of that about this is control. They're saying 
that the company hiring the worker does not direct how the work is permitted. Uh, B, scope the work is in a different field other than the hiring company's business. And C, independence, the worker runs a business doing the same kind of work performed for the hiring uh, sorry, the, the, the worker runs a business doing the same kind of work performed for the hiring company. Uh, these are things that have always been partially true, and partially true used to be fine, <laughs> and now that's not fine anymore. And now people who are caught doing situations you talked about in the gig economy are either happy with that or they're losing out with that, depending on how you look at it. Yes. That's absolutely right. And what's difficult about the test, and you just uh, summarized the test um, very effectively, is that it's very difficult to meet all three of those standards. Under the old test, the right to control was the biggest issue. And if there are other factors that might not have fallen in, onto the, into the independent contractor category, it was okay so long as you have this freedom of control. You could sort of shoehorn a worker into an independent contractor. You can't do that anymore. Under the ABC test, you have to meet all three of those uh, factors under the test, which is very, very difficult, um, especially the second factor, which is doing work that isn't central to the company's business. Generally, anything you're going to be doing or any work, any work that a worker is going to be doing in some way is going to relate to the hiring company's bottom line and their ultimate or regular or ordinary course of business. So it's virtually impossible. The good news, though, is that AB5 does have carved out a few exceptions to this very broad rule. Um, and the exceptions were those folks who would not necessarily be considered uh, employees or would need to be considered employees under the new law would be folks like doctors, dentists, um, lawyers, architects, insurance agents, accountants, engineers, financial advisors, real estate agents, and, uniquely enough, hairstylists who rent booths at salons. Ah. So these industries have lobbied very heavily um, to be excluded from the reach of this ABC test. And as the law progresses, I mean, ABP, AB5 passed, I believe, uh, the last week of May. It isn't, it hasn't gone to Congress yet. So there's still a long way to go. And what I believe is going to happen is that list of, of groups of workers who are excluded from the law is going to grow. I think it's going to get some more traction. So we may be able to see um, some groups be excluded from that, uh, from the general law, but the gig economy is going to have to come up with some serious lobbying to get themselves excluded from the law, because right now um, it doesn't look like they will be. Okay, so are we looking at a situation where what's in Congress now is as you say, going to be delayed even further by the fact that there's going to be so much additional lobbying, lobbying that maybe they're not even anticipating now coming to play. And, <clears throat> excuse me, too much L.A. air today. Uh, they're going to be constricted even further by people who are going to be lobbying to get their particular niche group into this. And we could be looking at maybe a couple of years down the line. We could be. Um, but what I think what, what California lawmakers are going to want to be very sure that they're doing is not having too many exceptions that swallow the rule, right? They still want Dynamex to be the law, and they still want to codify that. But they have to take into consideration that there are some industries and there are some types of workers where the Dynamex test just doesn't work. 
And I think they've come to that conclusion with the list of industries and types of workers that I just mentioned previously, real estate agents and financial advisors, insurance agents, folks like that. But I also think that the hairstylists uh, are on the right track here, where they can identify things that are unique about their industry and unique about the way that they work, that they really do need to have that flexibility um, that the Dynamex test doesn't allow them to have, to have a successful uh, freelance position. There really are some folks who are truly freelancers, people who might want to submit an article to a, a, a publication, to a newspaper, to a magazine. Those folks, I think, have been overlooked in this Dynamex analysis, and I think the lawmakers need to uh, keep the true freelancers in mind at the same time as trying to protect those workers who do want to be employees for purposes of the benefits that employees receive. Well, Carmen J. Cole of Ponsonetti, we are once again running out of time the way we did the last time. And hopefully if she's nice enough, we'll get to pull her back one more time and try and clarify what we tried to clarify today. Uh, tell me again, uh, Ms. Cole, the type of discipline you have over there and what you're in charge of so that people know how to contact you if they want to. Um, I practice in the area of employment law, and employment law includes litigation and a lot of advice and counsel. I do spend a lot of time with my clients advising them on how to avoid pitfalls, especially with the new law regarding independent contractors. So anything under the umbrella of um, compliance with California's employment laws, that's what I do day in and day out every day for the last 19 years. And how would they contact you if they had a question about that? I'm available in Los Angeles at 310-203-5361, and I can always be contacted by email at ccole at polsonelli.com. Thank you so much, Counselor. We appreciate your input on this, as always. And I remind the rest of you listening in to believe in yourself. If you don't, no one else will. And we will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>